And g'day guys, Simo Shells here, the Aussie Geocacher. Welcome to episode number three of the Geocaching Down Under podcast. I am your host. Uh, now, if you'd like to download this podcast, you can from iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And a big shout-out goes to our good mates at geostuff.com.au for all their support of this podcast and geocaching in general. And tonight, I am joined by two very, very well-known geocachers in the community. Um, they've just completed a tour of the USA, including HQ, the trifecta, and they are part of the committee of the upcoming Clearwaters event as well. Please welcome Mark, Kitty Catch and Grim Raider. G'day, guys. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Hello, hello. <laughs> good work, good work. Um, we have a great show lined up for you tonight. Um, so from what's new actually in the geocaching uh, world itself, um, we also chat to Kitty Catch and Grim Raider about their adventure, some mail from you listeners, and a geocache story of the month from Tattooed Squared themselves. Um, so if you're listening live, say good day in the chat room and enjoy the next 30 minutes of geochatter. So let's hook right into it, number, episode number three of the Geocaching Down Under podcast. Okay, what's new in geocaching news, you ask, and since the last month? Firstly, first and foremost, is the GIF weekend. It is fast approaching. It's actually next weekend, guys. So if I think it's on the Thursday, the Friday, the Saturday, and the Sunday, and maybe even the Monday, I think HQ have done it over five days this time. Um, so make sure you get to a, a GIF event near you. I'm actually hosting one event myself in the Sutherland area, which is just south of Sydney. Um, and that is my proudly sponsored by geostuff.com.au with some great prizes that I got from John to hand out. Uh, so come along if you're in the area or if in Sydney, uh, but definitely get to a gift event of some sort. There is a digital souvenir. Um, now, Kitty Catch Grim Raider, are you guys, are you guys uh, attending an event at all? Yeah, there's a gift event ha- happening in Goulburn. Niblet Rice Cakes uh, hosted one last year and we're going to go again this year because she put on such a good event last year. Um, there's a good community between Canberra and Goulburn, and so I think a lot of Canberra caches will be going along to that event as well. Um, it's a great event. Um, lovely to see all the videos that people have put on and stuff like that. So, And get the souvenir. What's not to like, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's it. And for those people who haven't been to Goulburn or haven't been since they put the uh, bypass through about 20 years ago, Goulburn has turned into this amazing little country town again and they've got fantastic places to go for cafes and restaurants, the Rose Garden in the middle of the town. And they also have one of the oldest working actual boilers, uh, water supply pumps, um, just before you come into town from the Canberra side. Well worth a look. Wow, really, really. So the, the event that you guys are going to, what's that GC code? The GC code is... Uh, <laughs> I'll put you on the spot. Seven. Yankee Kilo Hotel X-Ray. Ah, it's called it's GIF time again. That's that's right. Um, and mine in the Shire is uh is just GIF in the Shire for 2018. So mine's a very uh very thought out name. So yes, <laughs> but yes, guys, seriously, get to a GIF event. I know, Exit Cash Repeat. She's just made mention in the chat room as well that it's unfortunate, but there are no Aussie entries or no Aussie Aussie finalists. We should say in this year's. GIF events. Now, I'm not sure. I, I, I know myself, I didn't put a video in, I submitted a video. And I'm not sure anyone in Australia who actually did. So, um, yeah, that's a bit disappointing. So maybe next year we can be represented a bit better, yeah? 
Yeah, it's <laughs> to put in a big, bigger effort, doesn't it? It does, mate. It does. So, yes. Um, otherwise, we also have a new souvenir that's been advertised, the Geocaching Social Butterfly. Now, this is not my style of souvenir. <laughs> of course it is. It's the same as, same as last month in terms of the points. However, you need 70 points instead of 60 points. Now, how do you get these points? It is five points if you find a cache, and it is 15 points for an event. Now, if you link in a, your GIF event with this, you've got 15 points, plus you get the GIF souvenir as well. So it's, it's a great, great way to get those, the points up. Um, you drop a TB is also one point as well, apparently. So I actually like the idea that it's the same same as the GIF to try and get weekends, so try and get more people out there and, and, and chatting about geocaching as well. So. All right, we move on to the uh, the big events that are coming up. Now, we had, since last month, we had uh, the WENZ uh, event last month over in, uh, in New Zealand. Um, it was revealed there that they won't be actually doing a mega next year at all. Um, mm. So, yeah, that was a bit, oh, I thought, wow, that's a bit shocking. But anyway, what, what that basically means for geocaching in Australia is that if New Zealanders next year to get their mega sort of, you know, hit, you're going to have to come to Australia <laughs> because we're going to have two, if not three, cross fingers. We have three megas next year, but we'll see see how it goes. So we have, uh, well, firstly and for, first and foremost, uh, we have the Parkville, of course, is coming up uh, in two weeks, two weeks' time. Is, I think it's two weeks' time is Parkville. Uh, down in Melbourne. Um, then after that, we have Easter next year. Now, I'm going to chuck it. We didn't put this in the show notes, but I'm going to chuck it over to you guys to let us know a little bit more about Clearwater's event. Uh, we hope it gets to a mega status. It is in Queen Bien, technically in New South Wales, but the ACT people are, are claiming it. <laughs> now, the GC code for that is GC7MVHE. That's GC7. And I'll say it phonetically because my voice is bad at the moment. Mike Victor Hotel Echo. Um, so tell us, guys, what, what can you tell us, anything at all about Clearwaters at all for the for, for next year so far? Well, it's mainly a four-day event across Easter, but people can come early and stay late, and uh, that's great for the grey nomads that are out there that uh, have got all the time in the world to do all the geocaching. Um, we've got a big program planned for the people that do come early. And, and good caching rates, uh, sorry, good camping rates at the showground where the event's being held. Yeah. Slip that in. I think that they're just being charged for the four days that they're arriving. If they come early, it's uh, it's uh, basically free camping. We've got. I'm on the games committee. We're doing an interactive game across the weekend. We've got people making gadget caches. We've got people putting tours together to take you to the wineries or if you want to go hiking up the Magi or out to find our fabulous uh, Nightmare Series. Nightmare Series, oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of work being put in, uh, as, it, as there is in all the, uh, the events here, and uh, we're hoping to uh, make mega status at this stage. We've got about 280 will attends at the moment. Nice. Uh, that's building and building. So, um, But even it's going to be a great event. That's right, guys. So just don't forget GC7MVHE. Now, if you go to that, um, the rather than say a website, for instance, if you go to that actual event, you'll get the website link and to find out even more details is on the website. Yeah. And then obviously the last one at this stage until Parkville for next year is the Ausgear Master in Wollongong, GC7N7ZC, gc 7 November 7, Zulu, Charlie, um, and that's going to be in the beginning of July. Uh, it's a winter event, a winter mega. What do you guys think about a winter mega? Winter mega on the south coast of Australia is a fantastic idea. 
Uh, we actually lived in Wollongong for a time. I was a, an apprentice fitter and turner at the steelworks. And uh, anywhere from, say, North Wollongong Beach looking north or from, say, uh, anything south of the steelworks looking further south is beautiful, beautiful coastline. And the, the country area around there is fantastic. Trails, mountain biking, you name it, fishing, camping. It's a great area. And it is, mate. Canberra's got lots of that stuff as well. So if you people don't, um, you know, you can't get to one or the other and you think, oh, Canberra, why would I bother? Look, you're 30 minutes from everywhere and you're 30 minutes from nowhere if that's what you want. Yeah. Another event, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, and as I said, I'm, I, you know, you, you know me, guys. I am the biggest when it comes to this social stuff. I am one of the biggest social people out there. I love getting to events, no matter how big and small or indifferent they are. Yep. Whether they be gift events, megas, or just internationals coming into Sydney and saying, "I'm here overnight. Come and say hello." <laughs> I love my yeah. events. I love my. Actually, someone just mentioned in the chat room as well, which is uh, which I forgot to do, and that is. Uh, Auckland in 2020 is going to be huge, apparently. So they're missing next year to try and plan a massive one in Auckland for 2020. Um, I did get told um, separately that someone who organised one of the first one of the first megas, I do believe, um, uh, in the in the southern hemisphere, is back on board and is going to organise the one in 2020 as well. So that's pretty cool. So yes, yeah. we we attended a mega in Auckland. 2013. That was our first. It was fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Beautiful city and lots to do and the Kiwis are just crazy. It's like visiting your cousins. You don't don't know really what they're doing, but you really like them. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And sometimes you don't really understand them, but that's okay. All right, guys, we're going to get straight into it after this little break and we're going to interview Kitty Catch and Grim Raider about their massive trip that they were just on. So we'll be back with you very, very shortly. Okay, as we said before, we are here with Kitty Catch and Grim Raider, and these guys have just just done a massive trip. Now, I know how massive it is because I was over there uh, during this year as well. So much fun. Um, so tell us, guys, um, you guys were, were over in America, the good old home of a geocaching itself. Yeah, we, we wanted to hit – the my idea first was to hit the going caching event, which I'd heard about uh, – uh, and was on my bucket list to do and uh, wanted to go to Rome, Georgia to do that. But I can't go all that way without going to headquarters in Seattle first. And so we changed our trip and included a week in Seattle and hitting headquarters, the original stash, the ape cache, and, of course, um, headquarters. Yeah, we did the trilogy uh, as well as going to GeoCoin Fest. Oh, how, how, how was Coin Fest? I've never, I've heard about a lot about it, but never actually been, obviously. Well, I thought path tags were cool until I went to Coin Fest. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they have buckets of coins and folders of coins, and uh, it was just incredible. Really friendly people. Seattle was gorgeous, and uh, I, I really recommend just going along. I mean, there's headquarters and you can do the trilogy, but. The, Jerk, the uh, Washington Geocaching Association, I think they're called. Mm-hmm. What a great yeah. bunch of people. I mean, it's about the people in the end, right, I think, for yeah. me. 
Oh, definitely. I mean, most most events are really just about the people more than anything else. But tell me more about these coins. You mentioned about those buckets of coins. Tell me, did you have to? Did you exceed your weight limit coming back to Australia? Yes, we had to get a, we had to get an extra suitcase. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We, we thought at one point we might have to pay four hundred dollars to home our freight. But we got a friendly guy on the on the tarmac, and it was all good. <laughs> We were so tinny and lucky with that one. It was just unbelievable. But, so, yeah. Yeah. And, look, Seattle, if um, if you're not into doing so much of the, you know, the coins and um, HQ and all that sort of thing, I mean, HQ is worth a visit. Don't get me wrong. It's great. And there's lots to do in there. But Kathy's more into the coin side of things than I am. And there's plenty of little microbreweries. There's, you know, great photo opportunities if you're into photography at all. And did I mention there were some really great microbreweries? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I know exactly what you mean. I, when I was in, in Seattle, I went to HQ as well. I did their tour, the HQ tour. You yep. guys did that as well, yeah? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. After I finished the HQ tour to celebrate, I went into one of those microbreweries and I had a nice brew. <laughs> Actually, I had several because they it comes in a taster palette. I like those taster palettes. That's right. Not something you see here in Australia that I know of. So that, that was quite a novelty. Yeah, yeah, not very often. I mean, I have had one tasting palette in in the Hunter region up 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 there, uh, yep, but yep. Uh, and an actual yeah, a proper brewery. But yeah, yeah. you don't normally get tasting palettes otherwise, unless it's the brewery itself. I know I really enjoyed it, and the pretzels. The pretzels were huge. Yeah, Is big it? pretzels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything was big in America. But the lackeys, the lackeys at headquarters were so friendly. They came out and talked to us, and you know what I really liked about headquarters was that you had to have hunt for the trackables. Yes, that are in the mm-hmm. in the room. You know, uh, there's a lot of uh, displays to look at, but there's also hidden trackables around the place. And uh, we we spent a lot of time. Yeah, there. yeah, at least good. at least two and a half hours. And, that, and, and that I thought was, I thought we would be an in and out sort of thing, but yeah, it wasn't yeah. like that at all. But with no. those pretzels, if you let one go stale, you can use it as a self defense weapon. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true actually you know what they're bigger in new york trust me and they're oh, saltier yeah. <laughs> um yeah no so you guys obviously went with there tell me tell me about the ape cash as well i mean i know my experience with the ape cash but tell me how did you guys get to the ape cash and what did you think of it well we went out early and parked at uh, the car park there and uh, we were the first people and the only people in the tunnel for the morning yeah oh, wow. for the walk through the ca- uh, the tunnel I think that a lot of other people have had a heap of people join them, but we were the only people in the tunnel. Yeah, yeah. And although wow. the ape cache at the end is really good, I thought I really like the earth cache that That's you it. find through the tunnel. With mm-hmm. this, it's a man-made tunnel, but they've got these static types, and you've got to measure them and measure how far That's in it. and take photos. I, I mean, I'm yeah. an earth cache girl. I just uh, really like the earth cache through the, yeah. the, the tunnel as well. Uh, it was interesting learning about the history of the tunnel and what it was there for originally. And apart from that, when you walk into the tunnel, I don't know if you noticed this, but you can see a light. And I thought to myself, oh, that must be a light, like halfway through the tunnel just to give people bearing of some sort. And we kept walking closer and closer, and the light didn't get much closer for a long time. And it wasn't until I got right down far enough to turn around and see where we came in from that I realised it was the actual light at the other end of the tunnel. Yeah. That's right. Because it is called the Tunnel of Light. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it is so long. Now, I I didn't actually go through the tunnel. I'll admit, I didn't go through the tunnel. I come up the other way. Oh, right. You come up, you can park on the uh, this northern northern park, car park, and if you come up the other way, oh, my goodness, it is a pristine 
magical bush walk. It is gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I thought I'd go a different way than, than everyone else through through that. And, and obviously it was. It, I thought it was going to be quicker because it's less, but it wasn't quicker because it's hiking rather than just walking <laughs> along the <laughs> walking along the track. But I did, I did, I really enjoyed it. And of course, there's caches along the way to the Ape Cache for either way, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah there's yeah. one in the tunnel. We were coming back, and uh, I met this German girl I met at the pub the night before, and she's going, <laughs> "Did you get the one on the way in?" And I said, "No, they're all above the tunnel." And she said, "No, no, no." And she told us about a cache that we could get like halfway, or two thirds way back. So. That was great because I would have been so annoyed if I'd missed that picture. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell me, tell me, uh, Graham, Graham, is that what she's like if she misses a cash? Is she one of those OCDs that has to go back and get it all the time? Yes, most definitely. <laughs> Let's not quibble about that. There, there are times when we've gone past something and it's like, okay, we're going to have to drive 10 miles up the freeway and come back, you know, the other way. So, <laughs> around. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> And and, and you telling me a story before we, we jumped on live as well about um, being left in the car. What was that about? I had to get. Uh, I had to. Get, I'm going for my jasma, so I oh. we did GCD. Yes, yeah, uh, GCD. Which is just, so we did the eight cache first, and then uh, the road. To, there's these challenge cases on the way to GCD. There's a funny story because um, I have a friend here, Aquilus One. I hope you're listening, Lisa. And uh, she told me how to do it and all the things, but she didn't tell me there's bears on that mountain. (laughs) I did my little relax, well, not a relax walk. It's a pretty hard walk up to GCD, which is like a, I think it's like a October 2000 case or something like that, something for my jasma. Yeah. But if I'd known there was bears, I would have moved a little faster. Oh, please. You're used to it. You had one waiting for you in the car. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's right. It was a safety bear. <laughs> a real cuddly one. <laughs> well, that's a, and luckily for me, when everybody had sort of left, there was a couple of cars in the car park when we got there, and I'd, I've had back surgery and hills and I just don't get on even still, uh, but I'm an avid photographer. And once the other car was there left, all these chipmunks came out and started grabbing food and I got some really great photos of these tiny little chipmunks that move at about the speed of light yep. and don't stay still for more than half a nanosecond. I was like, okay, that was really worth just sitting in the car for that one. But yeah. you could have got a bed. You could have got a bed. No, I got a bed. <laughs> yeah, there was, I found that as well. There was lots of squirrels around, um, especially in New York. New York, there was squirrels everywhere uh, and, yeah. you know, and you, you become part of the tourist. You know, you get your phone out, you video out. That's you know, everyone walking past go, oh, they're just rats. What are you talking about? Like <laughs> the rats with tails. <laughs> the same thing we feel when we see the Asians and people like that take yeah. photos of kangaroos. It's like, really? Exactly. They just smash the front of your car up. You don't need exactly. No, no, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I had – so I, I remember my trip, obviously, vividly. It was only this year still. But what was yeah. your favourite part of the year entire – well, firstly, before that, where did you actually go? How many states did you do? We did uh, – we managed to pick up 10 states uh, for geocaching. Yeah. Uh, we did Seattle. Then we uh, flew through Chicago down to uh, Georgia to do going caching. Then across to Denver to, to quick stop to my brother, then up to Yellowstone. And then back to see my brother, and because Yellowstone, we got snowed in. We had to come in through Idaho, and down through Grand Junction, and down through Utah and yep. uh, Grand Junction, and then across to Vegas. Oh, you just had to go across to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's some nice virtuals there, but I don't know about Vegas. 
And then, hey, 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 what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, yeah? <laughs> and then San Francisco. But I think one of the – the Yellowstone was fabulous. You know, we were mm. there with the snow and uh, we opened yeah. up the shutters the first morning and it was fresh snow. Not a footstep in it. And we went out and did the caches and the steam pots and the geysers, and we were the first people on the trails some days. You yeah. Know? yeah, that was pretty special. It was. Uh, but we're, we're also really lucky in that um, one of our son's ex-partner's brother, he um, works for Google over there, and wow. he, he's pretty well-to-do. He writes a lot of the software, I believe, for the cars that do around all the, the local mapping, and he has a plane yeah. A four-seater um, twin-engine plane. And he took wow. us up for a tour over San Francisco, yeah. over oh. Alcatraz, around the bridge, out out over to um, from Sao Paulo, all around the bay, and we touched down somewhere on the other side of San Fran and then we flew back over to Sao Paulo. Fantastic. Wow. wow. Yeah. But, but people, see, some people never ever even dream about doing that sort of stuff in their lives and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, as geocaches, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But but for our main reason for going, our original plan was to go to the Go and Caching event, and I don't think a lot of people in Australia know about that. No, uh, they don't. Fabulous event. Uh, blew, my, blew my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have uh, interactive gaming, puzzling along a storyline. Um, we went out on the haunted pub crew, and you meet. Yeah, they yeah. did. They did at the at the flash mob. They did Michael Jackson's Thriller in yeah, costume. Yeah. I mean, it was just that was under a clock tower that's clock like tower. forty-five meters they, high or something. It was fantastic. It really they, was. They've wow. got their tenth uh, event next year in October, the first weekend of October. Go and caching if you like puzzles and gaming and interactive stuff. Going caching 2019. I, I hope we can go. I'm not sure, but we'll we'll see. Yeah. And because we were the only Aussies there, we got to meet all of the crew. <laughs> I know. And, uh, yes. yeah, yeah. They have. Uh, we have to work all the way through stuff to get to the. We have to work through, to get to the escape rooms. Yep. Yep. So, and then when you get all of the required caches to give you the escape room, they actually had a a, a room where you go in and then you have to solve the puddle puzzle rather within the room so you can find the hidden body behind the bookshelf uh, it was it was wow. and that was that, that was a denouement if you can say from start to finish you know yes yeah it's just amazing well look i mean any aussies and new zealanders out there that are listening to obviously this podcast and stuff what can you tell them i i know personally every single person i say you have to go to the states if you're a geocacher you have to. Go. I mean, Europe is is brilliant, and Europe's on the bucket list as well. But I've been to America. I've been across America. It's something you have to do. It's sometime yeah. in your life. Am I, I right? Oh, I yeah. would say so. I mean, I stood next to Jeremy Irish and uh, and all sorts of lackeys and talked to them. They asked me for feedback. Um, mm. That's just one part of it. But it's such a. I mean, we think Australia is a beautiful country, and of course it is. And, Austra- and America has so many facets that you can just go and explore mm. and have a lot of fun doing that. And there's caches all the way. Exactly. If you really like to drive, which I really like to drive, because we had to come out through the western exit from Yellowstone, we had to come down through Utah and Salt Lake. Yep. Speed limit on their highways is 80 miles per hour. Which is? About 140 one, one, 
Oh. <laughs> and they don't mind if you do 10 miles over. <laughs> That's a state trooper told me that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, awesome. Are you not much with those state troopers, though? <laughs> no, no. I know. I, I did get a photo with a state trooper when I was over there. And funnily enough, with in my photo, I didn't even realize, but I'd just done the donut tour and I had a shirt on saying the donut tour shirt. And here I am getting a, a photo with the state trooper with a donut tour shirt. It was great. <laughs> well, we're thinking when we go, if we, even when we go back, we're going to follow your lead, Craig, and we're going to do the, the RV kind of thing to give us the more flexibility. Yeah. I, I just we talked to some French guys at the Grand Junction. Mm, he showed yeah. us uh, um, at the canyon. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we just think that uh, just a lot more flexibility. We did we did uh, hire car and hotels, but I think we could. We could our Vegas just gives you a lot more flexibility. It does, and and when you look at the cheaper ones, like I mean, here in Australia we've got the wicked wicked campers, yep. you know. And look, it's it, it's potluck getting one that's not actually really bad written yeah. on the side. <laughs> but but apart from that, they are super cheap. They. They are your your travel. They're yeah. your home. You can yep. stop stop wherever you want for a meal or to sleep. Like yep. you know, it's it's if you don't do that, and if you're a geocacher not doing that, there's something wrong because they are brilliant. And yeah. in in America, yeah, they had the same sort of thing, but just obviously on a bigger scale because they had a bigger yeah bigger, uh, bigger so vehicle. So we wanted to go through Grand Grand Canyon and to Denver and who knows where. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Exactly, and takes so much so time doing. Actually, I forgot to ask you guys as well your names. Oh, how rude am I? <laughs> Kitty Catch and Grim Raider. Now, Kitty Catch. What's with Kitty Catch? Oh well, uh, when I was growing up, uh, my my mother and I both called Kathleen, and she never wanted to be called Old Kathleen. So from a child till I was just about in high school, I was called Kitty. Mm. And my brothers would say, Kitty Cash, the dirty rat, didn't want a lump of fat. But so, <laughs> uh, stuck. And uh, so that's what I use as my gaming uh, gaming name. Yeah. Label. Yeah. And everyone knows Kitty Cash. I love it. And what about you, Grim, Grim Raider? Grim Raider. I, I um, worked at uh, one of the research schools at ANU. I'm at a different one now. And was the um, social president. And I ran the happy hour every Friday night. And we had a pool table and stereo and drinks and nibbles. And one night, one of the guys who was a researcher there, his wife had come in and she was a Kiwi. And she wanted to tell me something. I can't even remember what it was. But um, she's trying to say Graham really fast. And it was, Graham, 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 Graham. So I got <laughs> And um, I, I was a big Raiders follower. I still support the Raiders, but I, I'm not as um, you know, into it as I used to be because I got more time caching. <laughs> uh, Raiders, and it was like, well, what am I going to use as a as a caching name? And being a little flippant at the time, I thought, well, I'll be Grim Raider. Grim Raider, but yeah. And so it just sort of stuck. And yeah, most yeah. people will tell you how grim I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please! I saw I saw you at the Ausgear Muster this year in April. You weren't grim at all. Everyone was smiling and laughing. Your jokes. <laughs> uh, they must have had too much to drink. <laughs> Hence the reason why you're the president of the uh, the social club. <laughs> All right, guys, just a couple more things. Uh, number one is what would you actually recommend? So people, especially Australians or New Zealanders, going to America, what would you say that they is a must-do for geocaching? Uh, well, I thought headquarters was great. Um, 
it was it exceeded my expectations. I just mm. thought I'd be we'd be in and out in half an hour, forty five minutes. But that, that was great. Uh, if we're planning to go to another uh, back to the states, I think um, aim for an event, whatever you like. If you like coins, Geo Coin Fest. If you like uh, puzzles and gaming, something like going caching. There's um, the Moga where they do challenges. But look for an event and tie that in with. With, with with your travels, yeah. and, and let's be honest, it's, it's America. There's an, a mega event every single month somewhere, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, even even the Giga, like this year, which is gone. You know, that's we'll never have a Giga in Australia. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, maybe in fifty years' time, if we you know build up enough population, we might. Yeah, either that, or if we ship over all the all the the Germans and all the Americans, yeah. and, you know, because. Right. Because I know, I know for a fact. I mean, especially Americans. They told me they don't normally travel too much. Too, too, no, too much. No, no, you know, you're crazy. Let's face it. Yeah, yeah that's right. You, I mean, you guys probably had the same thing when I was over there. I said, you know, oh yeah, I'm gonna. This is where I'm going, and this is how many days. You know, what did I do? I did 29 states in 30 days. Yeah, and people were going like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I flew in and, and stayed with a, 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 a geocacher, and we had to go across. Across um, the border to the next state to pick up my van. He had never been across the border to Geocache. I want you serious, <laughs> right? Yeah, but so he was with me. That I made him come across the border to get his first yeah. different state cache. It was great. <laughs> but we have Tilby in Canberra, who's just uh, done the fourth person in Australia to do all fifty-two states. Oh wow! There you go. Fourth. Now that's that's a challenge, Cache. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah most it should be right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know how too many people, too many Australians that qualify, but we'll see how we go. But, but now she set, she set a benchmark and we're all going to aim for it, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Actually, that reminds me as well. You guys, you're from ACT, Australia's Capital Territory, yep. not just Canberra. It's actual territory. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys have, I just did recently the UGC series, um, the Uni- University of Geocaching. They're all challenge caches, and I got all of them except one. I'm still waiting to, to log the one. Um, so geocaching in ACT, um, I know what it's like, but tell everyone else who's never been to the ACT what geocaching in the ACT is actually like. Well, I've been talking to some friends. I had a friend, my friend Julie, went to Europe for nine weeks just recently, and she's come back and she's like, they don't maintain their caches and uh, the coordinates are out and uh, whatever. I think in the in the ACT and I think in a lot of uh, – Wollongong and the regional areas in Australia, we have really high expectations on our cases, and I think that comes down to, particularly for Canberra, we have an active uh, caching community, but we're lucky also to have um, some original early caches that uh, were in it right from the start that are still with us, and uh, they model really good behaviour and uh, great people to for new caches to ask questions and. We have great events where everybody can talk and feedback happens and I think we have um, really high level of caches here in Canberra and mm. Queenbean, Goulburn, probably Wollongong, the general area has got, um, I mean, compared to a lot of places that we've visited overseas, we, we do really well, I think, in the caching mm, state. Yeah. Well, you did mention a bit before about like maintaining caches and stuff like that. I know just from personal experience. I mean, I'll travel two and a half hours from my house to go across to the ACT. I did it recently. Did two, they, they had two events there, one in the morning, one at night, 
And um, I think it was uh, uh, Dan. He was uh, Darkside Dan. Um, yeah, Darkside Dan. He, he'd, he'd set up like a huge a new GL. Is it an alien? What's what's that? The new? UFO series. UFO, yeah. UFO series. That's the one. Yes, yes. So things like that. He he's prolific. I mean, you guys had a recent bushfire as well. Just. Recently, this weekend was it or last yeah, week? Out of Pierce's Creek, we're not sure how much damage that's done. Yet. A few yeah. questions are gone, but I think the UFO series is okay. But I can guarantee, though, whoever it is, if it's Darkside Dan, for instance, or any other geocacher in the ACT, they would have uh, you know disabled, and as soon as it's safe to do so, they go out and check within a week. You know, yeah. that's what you guys are like, and I know that you know for a, for a fact, and yeah. and that's yeah. what I wanted to let other people know about geocaching yeah. ACT. It is brilliant. <laughs> I love it. Part of the coin too is that, you know, this is your capital city. It's, you know, people, uh, you get a lot of flack from being from Canberra. Not Sydney. Not, not Sydney's not the capital. <laughs> no, no, that's right. Or Melbourne for some of them, they think. But uh, Canberra is a great place to come and cache because it's easy to get around. There's lots of parks. Um, the traffic congestion is almost nil in comparison to any other city. That's because of the roundabouts, mate, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> They're our secret to keep the... <laughs> uh, no, it's, it really is a beautiful place to come and visit. You can cache, you can visit some of the national monuments. There's a whole lot of stuff to do and there's probably, I don't know if it's still true, but there was at one point more restaurants and cafes per capita in the ACT than anywhere else in Australia. Wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I love, I love with, with ACT where you can go in the different months you go in, you can have different experiences. So That's you right. go to the ACT in winter, and oh my goodness, you better take your winter woolies. <laughs> but in the summer, you better bring your swimmers too. Exactly, great, right? exactly, exactly. And that's that's oh, I love I love that aspect of that. It was great. It was great. All right, guys. One last thing. Anything else you want to tell me about ACT um, Clearwater's event? Whatever it is, hit me up now because we're going to go very soon back into the the, the mailbag. Well, a quick hit on the Clear Waters event because we're both yes. on the committee for that. See these beautiful shirts. And, uh, that's, I did see uh, those shirts. April next year. Shirts. We're working hard to make a um, a great event for people to come along to. There's going to be tours. We've got an interactive game happening across the weekend. We've got um, if there's not lab caches, there's going to be a lot of good gadget caches, good camping at Queenbean. And lots of good caching to happen. So come along, and um, the focus is going to be on people. Yes. So uh, you can go caching all your life, of course, but there's going to be up a lot of opportunity to interact and meet other people, other caches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because we all know what uh, what megas are like in, in in Australia. If all if you've been to one, uh, you know you've got your everyone during the day. They goes out. They all go out their different ways, and they all cache in their different styles and whatever else as well. But to come back of an afternoon. Sit around, crack a cold one. You know what I'm talking about, yes, there, Graham. That's where the magic. Crack a cold one. Look, he's probably got one now, has he? There it is. <laughs> crack a cold one next to a fire pit, and then just chat to people who have the same interests as you. You can talk to anyone you want, and but the big enough events as well. That hey, let's be honest. If you don't get along with someone, you walk around and find someone that you do talk to. You know what I mean? It's they're, they're brilliant, and I do love the big events. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, well, yeah that's also, for those people who have got children and families, you know, it's, it's for everybody. The Queen yeah. program where the Clearwaters Mega is being hosted is a gated and fenced area. So um, it's going to be somewhere where the kids can run around and play and there's trees to climb and there'll be, you know, plenty of bits and pieces to keep them busy. Um, so bear that in mind if you want to go somewhere for Easter and have fun and get the kids to, you know, 
meet up with other kids, clear waters. Exactly. Let me just ask, though, and it might, it might be chucking a cat in the bag here, but <laughs> please tell me, because I know what Greg's like, please tell me Greg is not having a helicopter drop the the, uh, <laughs> the Easter presence this time around. <laughs> but, Sorry, I, sorry. Think happening. I think I think we're having a like a bonfire every night mm. with the lead up to it at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, for, for those for those people who, who aren't older geocaches, Greg was a host of one of the other mega events or large events, and he organised a helicopter to come along in the field and drop down um, a whole heap of Easter eggs for the kids. It was a great idea until the helicopter got too low and almost swept away all the little children. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. I think that's I a fun. I can't recall. I can't recall. Ahead, no. I can't recall. No, you're on. I can't recall. All right, guys. Next up, we have uh, Geo Mailbag. And stand by. Kitty Catch and Grim Raider will stay with us as well. Thank you, Greg. Cheers. Bye. All right, guys, that's right. We have a Geo Mailbag. Unfortunately, this month we actually did not have any any comments or questions or topics for the Geo Mailbag, so I'm just going to put it out there and say if you do have any comments, questions, you want read out live on air, or if you want answers to, just hit us up on all, any of our social medias, Geocaching Down Under. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or on this YouTube channel as well. Or our direct uh, email address is geocachingdownunder at gmail.com. So, yes, no mail for this month. Hopefully next month. Get your emails to us, guys. Come on, come on. This is your podcast. Oh, next up, guys, we have a cash story of the month. We do have a cash story of the month. Excuse my voice. Tonight's cash story comes from uh, Tattooed Squared, a great geocaching family. They're based in New South Wales, and actually, in fact, they're ambassadors to the Oz Geomuster as well. Um, and they can we'll talk about that another day. But they call this geocaching with Joey Scouts. As some of you may know, we have two geo kids, geo daughter nine and geo son seven. They are mostly the reason we started geocaching, as we wanted them to get outside more. Gary and I both grew up in the bush, and we're not towny people. So when we first heard about geocaching, we thought we'd give it a go. I downloaded the app, and after the first three caches, we were hooked. <laughs> so when Geosun's Joey Scout leader asked us to help introduce the Joeys to geocaching, we were in. Being a total overachiever, Gary then cut out the Scout's symbol, painted it, and mounted it into a container for their first hide. Earlier, we also hid a new cache for them to find not too far from the scout hall, so they actually would have something easier to walk to. And we also found a second spot close by for them to hop the cache. So fast forward to the day, it was overcast, but we were hopeful that the rain would hold off. It's only an hour, right? In the spirit of scouts and guides, we prepared and packed several umbrellas and raincoats, but it came time to leave. It wasn't raining, so we set off. We handed out the phones and other GPS devices to the Joeys, and some compasses so they could get some practice when finding directions after a quick and after a quick lesson they were off. We neared GZ and had to physically restrain Geo's son, who was seven, as he remembered where we'd actually hidden the cache. <laughs> and while Joey's and their leaders started searching, Tattooed Squared started to see 
Having to admit, it is very amusing watching six, watching six and seven-year-olds looking for a cash that when they don't have any idea what they're actually looking for. But being the resourceful bunch they, they are, they eventually found the cash. Roughly the same time as the heavens then opened up. To say it bucketed down would be an understatement. Within five minutes, there were puddles everywhere. While taking shelter under the huge tree nearby, the question was asked, do we proceed? The answer, well, we've committed, so let's keep going. Umbrellas were handed out, jackets were on, and we started the approach. 500 metres from the trek to the GZ to plant the hide. The gutters were overflowing. The rain was still coming down and the kids thought Christmas had come early. The boys in the grip all but laid down in the gutters, then splashed the leaders, adults everywhere. Uh, so here we come. Uh, here we are, sorry, carrying umbrellas, carrying the cash, carrying the camo, trying not to get our phones wet, trying to keep the children off the road. We arrived at GZ. Once there, we found the most perfect natural camo available. It was just sitting there, a small, abandoned white ant mound. Hmm. I want to see what there's like. So the pre- pre-made camo was abandoned, cash placed and camo concealed it, photos were taken, and now the rain stops. We started to trek back to the scout hall, stopping at a park along the way for snacks. You can't go cashing without snacks now, can you? The kids, young and old, jumped in every puddle at least once on the way back to the hall, and everyone was sopping wet by the time we arrived. More Cito along the way, and we had several large bags to throw away. It was a great afternoon for everyone involved. Hopefully we have inspired some new geocaches or at the very least helped to create some awesome memories for the kids and the kids at heart. So thanks to Tattoo Squared, and don't forget to get your uh, your geocache story uh, in via geocachingdownunder at gmail.com, and you can be read out live on show as well. So, so guys, that brings us to the end of the show. Excuse me one second while before I finish this, I have to have a, one more sip of my little hot toddy here. <laughs> I, I just got my cold toddy here. Oh, I wish I had that one instead. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us to the end of the show. Wow. It did, it did actually go fast. I mean, here we are now, what, 45 minutes. Wow, it did go fast. Um, thanks to all of you who joined, jumped into the YouTube channel tonight. We've all had a blast. A big thanks to go to Kitty Catcher and Grim Raider for joining, and I hope to see lots of listeners at the Parkville event. So, guys, if you're down you know, at Parkville, um, come and say good day. I'll be in and around. I'll even have a microphone in my hand doing a special, that's right, a special uh, recording podcast of the Parkville Mega. So if you're around, come say good day. Um, oh, that reminds me, I almost forgot. I actually had a prize to give away from last month. <laughs> so we had a prize draw for the Parkville Mega Jer coin. Now, are we ready for this? The, the winner, the winner for the Parkville Mega Jer coin from uh, Jer Cashing Down Under is a bit of a drum roll. There we go. Is oh, actually, he's from the ACT, and it's Lockie Six One Two. Lockie Six One Two, you won the Geo Coin, mate. Come and see me at Parkville if you're coming. If you're not coming to Parkville, just uh, I'll, I'll let you know where I can post it to, and I'll go from there. So, guys, there you go. Thanks for joining tonight. This podcast will be live within the first week of each month. It'll be available for download on Stitcher, TuneIn, and iTunes. And a big thanks again to geosoft.com.au for one of our geocaching partners. So that's it from me. I hope you guys had fun. Kitty Catch, Grim Raider, did you have fun? Oh, that was cool. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, great to talk with you and the uh, listening community. Mate, uh, yeah, and thanks thanks for joining us. So, and as I, say, I always say this as well now, uh, I'm, don't forget to follow our socials on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the whole lot. Otherwise, get outside and find some, some stuff. I can't even say this properly because my voice is dying. This is C. My Shells. I'm over and out. Woo-hoo-hoo.
Olá. Oh, <laughs>